0: Once again, it's on Running with war Running another session, a quick session Here This Monday um, Probably Just about an hour or so We usually go a little bit longer than that But uh, yeah, We just want to hit up a, a few Things Sort of left over from last week But um also, uh, of course, you know, get a reaction from uh, the latest Bulls news. I think you all know what that is, uh, with Laurie Marketing getting traded finally. But, um, yeah, we just, you know, we had a few things that we wanted to, to talk about last week. But, uh, you know, that show sort of took on its own life. And, uh, you know, it was, it, was a, it was a pretty interesting show. You know, I definitely, if you haven't seen it, uh, or heard it on the uh on the podcast version on War on anchor i definitely recommend you do that because uh you know we got into some interesting places It was not a a show not much not like uh, most shows that we've done in a good way so uh you know, shout out to michael too and um yeah just um you know we the interesting thing though is that you know i wanted to do some bulls talk and some sky talk last week and you know it's kind of good that we didn't get to do that because we i think if i if we had talked about them both of those teams last week well maybe not the bulls so much but definitely the scott we probably would have been much more negative than we're going to be in this episode Mm -hmm. so uh you know i think you know it's sort of the inverse of of the old jay-z uh uh two short song you know it was all good just a week ago you know but uh (laughs) It, it it was it's more good now for you know, more good, more good or better uh for both teams, I think, right now than it was a week ago. And we're gonna get into that. And uh and I wanna talk want to talk too about some of the, the local basketball events that have happened uh here in Chicago this year and stuff. It, the summer I should say, uh some of the stuff that have uh you know made made the uh the scene a little more interesting that we haven't got into um i know josh me and josh have gotten around a couple of them and stuff so um you know sort of do that right quick and um and i had i had a question too that i put on the rundown you can see at the end i'm kind of want to uh was interested in in that uh (laughs) in that right quick but uh that sort of ties into the local basketball students who say keeping it local that's the uh name of this episode but uh yeah just in, in that vein to start off with the bulls of course like i said the the big news friday the, the broke of them trading laurie marketing and I, I think for a lot of people that was a sort of a hallelujah moment but uh you know it was I think in the end i think it was something good for Laurie and good for the bulls something that you know if you look if you look at the deal for all his pieces uh the bulls get derrick jones jr from uh from portland uh you know there's a three-way deal of course portland involved with cleveland and the bulls Bulls shipped off uh you know signing trash you know uh secured a four sixty-seven 67 million dollar deal with Laurie and then and doing that shipped him off to cleveland uh cleveland sent larry nance jr uh to uh portland you know some people you know would have liked maybe him to have been shipped to chicago but instead we got derrick jones jr but we uh the bulls did i say we but uh and the bulls also got two future draft picks which may be the key to this trade of course the reports were in in the time that you know nothing was happening with lori that the bulls were assisting on getting a future first round draft pick uh for him included in the navy deal and they were able to get that in uh in dealing lori so you know i think a lot of people for that reason and for the reason of you know, I, some people, I think to varying degrees, people are uh, into Derrick Jones. But again, there are other people, I think, maybe, maybe, uh, I think uh, one of us here on our panel maybe be, uh, I say, more wistful that they didn't get uh, Larry Nash Jr. But I don't know, with all that said, you know, the Bulls pulled off the trade, Laurie's gone, we don't have to deal with that no more. They get picks back, refurbish a little bit more of that draft capital that they uh stripped away in their recent deals this year. Uh, you know, uh, most famously the deal to get uh Vucevic here. Uh I don't know if for you guys, what do you what do you think about you know what happened, what developed, and do you think the Bulls are a better team in the wake of this uh better team or have a better future outlook? In the wake of that deal,
1: Your dudes moving silence like lasagna, aka, AKA me, have struck again. Um, they in a way hit the jackpot just like they've done before, making silent moves. And, um, you know, just like they did with Boylan, just like they did in pre- in the previous offseason, you know, gave us a little bit of a little bit of scared. I was, a little anxious, I was a little anxious a little bit about what they're gonna do with that large situation, but you know, they they pulled through. And like all the things you mentioned earlier, Kyle, as far as the draft compensation, um, being able to get a first-rounder for him, and then an additional pick that from the Blazers is supposedly lottery protected, um, to be able to get those picks back for Laurie, which seems impossible um, from many uh, people that have spoke on the situation before and probably would have agreed if we had the previous regime. yeah, that's I, I, you can give nothing but a thumbs up. I love the fact that they stuck to what they were looking for, even in trades. When it comes to the versatility, as well as um, three and D potential uh, players, Derrick Jones is a is a very versatile player and is a good and you know is a good wing, remember defender. Um, I don't know how offensively he can fit in, but I think the fact that he adds additional depth and from a versatility perspective and being able to play on multiple, multiple positions. On the court and i also like the fact that it does still leave some flexibility on, on the table just because outside of this trade you there's rumors still going on uh, even today talk about how the bulls are trying to look at getting paul Millsap to come through another big veteran that can play in the same role or similar role that laurie was bringing to the table um so to be able to utilize that option potentially as well um it's, this is a win-win. I think Laurie will thrive in Cleveland. Um, I think he will be able to, you know, do what he's supposed to do on a team that is likely around his age and skill sets. And the fact that, you know, the Bulls are upgrading, I mean, at this point, even if it is there, I, I love the idea of Larry Dance Jr. being here. Um, but the fact that even if it is their job, the fact that the Bulls revamped a whole roster in a year and made it – far better than what it was before I'll take anything at this point I'm good <laughs> I'm good I'm going to sit there and celebrate the fact that we actually have a promising front office that is willing to put their mouth put their money where their mouth is and do it strategically enough to where now the Bulls are now a prominent franchise that's look that has a bright future ahead of, ahead of them once again
0: and hey, Drew let me let me say this right quick Drew before I let you go that's I want to jump off that last point with you Josh, like, it's been like what a year and a half since Acme was installed in the front office, and they now have the team, at least to the start. They have the team that they want for twenty one, twenty two, and they have the team that they have the team setting their in their image now, their 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 vision now. And yeah, it is like you said, Josh. It is very impressive. The way that they moved in this in this short time, they've they moved with purpose. They moved, you know, with confidence. They moved unlike anything that we've seen. I don't think we we saw any any year or year and a half period of the guard packs regime that is comparative to this. That nothing compares to what they did, and you know is. Like, like, I there were some times where you know you could question some of the moves, and you know, but I, I was, I personally was never one to to really question, even with the with the Vucevic trade. A lot of people want to, you know, was worried about stuff like draft capital and everything, but you know, the great thing is that you know, Acme is proven that the fans don't know more than them. <laughs> you know, sometimes. With Gar Pax, the fans were proving that they did know more than those guys, but Acme is proven that they're actually a step ahead of us in, in our criticisms or, or questions or whatever, you know, they are on the ball and, you know, for them to make the moves that they made early in the year and put themselves at risk of being exposed in, in the, in the summer in this free agency period. But, they 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 went and got it done they got the point guard that they needed they got the backup point guard that they needed they got the wing uh the the wing versatility and scoring that they needed uh, on starting on um, starting level with LaRose and then with jones as well now on the bench they they don't have that backup or you know that that possible starter at, at the four yet, but like John said, that he's still, Millsap is still very much in play. And that could be like a, a perfect finish to this, uh, uh, to this uh, free agency period, this year of reconstruction. But even if they don't do that, I think this team is still built very much better than they were last year when, and when this, when uh, Eversley and, and and AK came on and they are a team that's ready to compete in the East for the playoff spot. They're, they're expected to get a playoff spot in the East now. And that, you know, that alone is a big, is a big, it's it's saying something there big time. And also again, with these picks that they picked up, those two picks alone, even though, you know, one is a second rounder, but, the, the versatility the flexibility i should say that comes with that being able to possibly deal those picks for other for other talent or simply to use the picks for younger talent that's gonna be uh you know controllable by their rookie deals in the future there's a there's a generation of of talent that's going on now in youth that is that looks much more uh You know, it looks much more promising than anything that we've seen in quite a long time with this franchise. But I I just want to get that off. But Drew, what
2: were your thoughts? Um, everything you guys said is 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 spot on. Um, I think it was important that uh, AK was able to get some of those picks back that he's already used on Vucevic and and DeRozan. I think between those two, he sent out three picks. So being able to recoup some draft capital, along with getting um, an athletic player like Derrick Jones, Jr., who can guard probably anywhere from the one through the four. Uh, My only thing is, and Vegas can't be choosers, uh, Derrick Jones, Jr. and Troy Brown, Jr., are pretty similar so, so competitive. Yeah. yeah neither one of them are very good shooters i do i um do remember seeing that i want to say it's the left corner those guys kind of favor they're pretty pretty good pretty good clip from the from the corners which you know depending on the offense or whatever sets that donovan is able to cook up you know that could that could be of some use um but jones jr like i said if he's if he comes in it and he's able to give some backup minutes at the four behind Patrick Williams, or if they get Millsap and maybe he slides to third on the power forward depth chart, or maybe you find a way to swing him into the to the small forward somewhere, like it's still to you guys. point it's still a better situation than what it would have been if, if Laurie was still here. It's a better situation than what Donovan had to work with last season. Um, and they, they, What's up? No, I was just gonna say in. in just to get back to the front office like they it's it's, it's it's incredible like they've done everything they've wanted to do uh maybe not when they wanted to do it but they've eventually got been able to get it done uh, yeah. you know when when the things we heard about marketing was that they didn't want to take they didn't want to take back a bad contract they wanted some draft assets and they were able to do that for a guy that you know was it looked like he might be walking you know without the bulls getting anything in return so Um, they kind of been like magicians, man, this off season. And, um, you know, they're a deeper team now. Uh, They got a lot of flexibility, a lot of different rotations that I'm excited to see what Donovan does with. So, um, you know, it's, 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 it's been a hell of an off season. No, no real complaints, no real complaints. Yeah. It's, it's been
0: entirely productive, man. And, you know, I, I, again, I, I was wanted. What I wanted to ask you was sort of going forward, and you know, like it's, like I said, the the the, the free agency period, the the off season already has been great. It's an, it's an A, I would say, and but it it, stand, it could stand to be an A plus with one more move that fills out the roster. Now, you know, do you think? You know, Millsap getting Millsap should be at a premium. The Bulls are, I said, Bulls are in the running for them. they have been some reports like them and two other teams. I, I, I forgot the other two. Maybe, I think maybe the Nets or some other team, but contending teams are in the running for Millsap. You know, do you think the Bulls should put a premium on him or should they, like you mentioned, sort of try to, you know, uh, target another? You know uh a, a, a more highly skilled shooter you know be it uh, you know that they, they are they, they're pretty they got a pretty busy backcourt as it is but because most of the people you will look at that are guards you know like a jj reddick is out there uh, wesley matthews you know but uh you know should the bulls maybe go in that direction you know even more so than getting like a milsa
2: um, I would prefer for them to keep trying kind to of solidify the, the front court, that depth. Uh, I think Millsap should be at the head of that list because he just – he can do um, – even though he's, he's a little bit longer than two, he can still shoot. He's a veteran. He's savvy. Um, knows how to play defense, even if he's not a lockdown defender. Um, beyond him, you know, maybe Aaron Baines type who's, you know, not really going to give you much offensively, but he's a big body. Uh, that can kind of – to fill that lane. When Fusevich um, is out of the game, um, but I'm also interested to see what, this, what Bradley can do. Man, he looks athletic. He tore the Bulls up when when uh, when Embiid was out. Uh, one of those times they played last season. Um, okay, I think i that Yeah, so he he, he could be promising too. He you know he kind of could be the, the forgotten man a little bit uh, for good reason because he's he's not a big name or anything like that or um, had a chance to really shine. But I think. They need to they need to fill out that that front court. That should be the first thing. Um, LaMarcus Aldrich, I'm not a huge fan of bringing him in. Not even because of the health conditions, but I don't know what he gives you outside of shooting. That would be the only reason I would bring him in, just because he could give you an offensive punch, something different uh, in that low post when he gets in the game. So that that's another option too. If if he clears, uh, it be that be a nice circle of politics.
0: So, uh, <laughs> yeah, some poetic justice there, a poetic circle
2: there, because he he
0: should have been a bull, you know, back mm-hmm. when he was drafted.
2: But, uh, it, it really would, and if if the Bulls were to get Aldridge or or Millsap, and again, we you spoke to what uh Millsap's market is looking like. We don't necessarily know. I don't think what Aldridge's uh, prospects look like, but if they if one of those two guys pick the Bulls. Over like going to the Nets or a team that looks to be in in better position to contend for a championship, yeah man, it's just, it's just that's a, yeah that's man, a mm-hmm, absolutely, that's a yeah, so, and, and, and
0: that's the type of thing that you that we also like the perception of the Bulls. We wanted that to change, you know, in the wake of changing over from from guard packs. But yeah, go ahead, Josh.
1: No, I was, I was, I'm just saying I completely agree. I think the Bulls need to bolster up that front, that front court. Um, and you obviously, you guys mentioned Paul, you know, Paul Millsap being a good ideal fit, or LaMarcus Aldridge being a good fit. To you know, barring that his health is truly in good condition, he does get cleared. Um, there's other big men that I don't think the Bulls should really count out. I mean, when you talk about maybe DeAndre Jordan being bought out, of course he's gonna want probably go to a Big Ten contender per se but you know it was he was attached to the lakers they just signed rajon rondo i don't know what the roster space is looking like kevin love may be on a buyout market soon he's talking about going to brooklyn but you know I, and the fact that like that, that you mentioned well, love,
0: love does because i i know the other day they uh his representation was like he didn't want to get bought out because he's he stands to make like 30 a year um, so i don't know if that's changed has that changed over the last days or
1: no, but I feel like it would eventually when he's not
2: playing. <laughs> <laughs> when, when Laurie's taking the minutes?
1: Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a front court that has Jared Allen, Laurie Markin, and Evan Mosley. He's not going to be seeing that court much, if he, especially if he's still trying to come off that injury. I, I just don't see that happening.
0: But he may um, he, he, be just like, hey, look, let me get that 30 million. I, I'll in. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be hit when y'all need me, you know? <laughs> Right, they'll give you the checks in the meanwhile.
1: <laughs> true, that, that's mm. very true. Um, but I do think he still has something to prove, and he wants to prove that um, that he can still. He play should. Him. I mean, yeah,
0: he. I would like that. He should want to play on a on a contending team again. Not, you know, I don't know. You know, we we know Love has had his issues with certain things. You know, mentally, but you know, I, I would hope that he's not like just wanting to go out like that, you know, I, I feel you on that job.
1: Yeah. Like I said, it's just a random, It's just an option per se that could potentially happen. But the fact that those players, along with the players, you we just we mentioned earlier that are, could potentially be available for the Bulls uh, disclosure, the fact that we've made the moves that we've made. And the fact that Chicago that the Bulls now are becoming more of a prominent franchise to look forward to, even if it is, even if it is just for one season, Considering the fact that we are in the Eastern Conference, and you do have an Olympian exactly in team and top five shooting guard according to rankings that came out today, um, as well as DeMar DeRozan, and you know the excitement of Lonzo Ball, of uh, running your, your 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 offense like that, those top those moves that we, that the Bulls have made, like I said, they're very prominent, and there is and it has a future down the road that attached to it, and the fact that the front office has the respect that it has now, and Chicago is becoming that much more relevant. It is going to be a franchise where big time creators are going to consider. And, you know, for a deal like that, that for a roster spot like that, and that maybe potential effects for, for people that are going through that buyout situation, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they actually took a look at the ball. And I wouldn't be surprised if Acme, you know, looks into it as well and at least tries to make a pitch. because. They've shown that even though, even if it is in silence, they they will be aggressive in all the areas necessary to at least see what options are available, and if the options look nice, they will exploit it. So I wouldn't be surprised if that becomes those players, including the ones you mentioned earlier, come available and maybe the, you know the Bulls will look into it.
0: Yeah, they don't they don't stand still, and and I think of another example of that is them being at least rumored to be in the middle set. You know, in, in the game for Millset, you know, because again, you know, I keep, I, I, hey, I, to mention the previous regime, but you know, I, I, it's a good way to compare, you know, what you want to see in the front office and what you don't want to see, and I think, I think if if the, the previous regime, if they did half the things that Acme has done in this off season, they would have already rested on their laurels and been like, oh, we good, you know, but. You know, uh, you, know uh, you know, Acme has, they've kept working and they've kept grinding. And like I said, they could finish off this, uh this, uh this off season by picking up Millsap or comparable talent, you know, that'll be, that'll be great. And, uh, you know, if, if I'm with you guys as far as, you know, I think that's the, that's the, the that's the hole of the field you really up, you up the professionalism on the team with Millsap as well, and the the experience, the big game experience. You know, it's a, you you really would have a nice mix of you know players who don't have much playoff experience and don't have much uh, of that big game experience with a nice mix of players who do with DeRozan and, and Millsap and you know you. Even uh, Caruso to a degree, you know, he's played in the finals. So, you know, I'm, yeah, I'll be, i would be dope to see the the roster round up in that way, and not just, uh, you know, take not just pocket the money too. That's that's another <laughs> old Bulls thing. You know, if, if they could save that money, they would save it. But, more, but they they spending now, so yeah, let's let's get that
2: talent in, but. uh it, it, you said what was said, Soldier. No, I was just saying. Yeah, man, it's it's it feels good, man. It Feels good. A lot of the, um, not not every front office in town is looking. None of the front offices in town, I don't think, are looking this great. Maybe the White Sox. No, you yeah, yeah, you got to get the <laughs> White Sox. Credit. You got to give on some credit. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, another Riesdorf. Riesdorf. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> so. How yeah, I many times have
0: both Riesdorf teams looked this proactive? <laughs> That's that's yeah, that's not something going way back, you know. That's that's kinda hard to see. But yeah. But I I wanted to uh speak about actually before we get into the sky and, and everything, uh I want to you know in, in rounding out our, our NBA talk this week. Uh I wanted to see what you guys thought about the other transactions in the league, if, if anything stood out to y'all or anything. There have been like a bunch of you know, extensions. there have been some other, like I say, some buyouts and stuff, and players have you know been traded and you know being bought out. Like a, I think the latest one, Rondo, looking like he's uh, returning to the Lakers after being traded to the Grizzlies and being bought out there. But you know, a, a bunch, I, I'm, a lot of the extensions have have jumped out to me. I I got the a list of transactions up on my phone right now from nba.com. And I'll I, I read off some of the guys that have been extended recently. Uh, uh, Julius Randle. Uh, let's see. Uh, Terry Rozier. Um, Marcus Smart. Uh, I think, um, you know, uh, Let's see, Embiid, yeah, Embiid was a big one. Like, uh, you know, there's been some some interesting moves. I think teams that have been in sort of different positions from the Bulls have been able to, you know, having some sort of talent that they wanted to, that they were in a position to extend or, you know, not necessarily being as active on the free agent market or the trade market, but having a, a, a talent that they know other people would sort of want down the line, and sort of locking them up, you know, for an for an extended period. You know, I was I was just wondering if it, is anything to that degree jumped out at you guys, and and, and you know, uh, what impact do you think those moves have had?
2: Um, one one duo uh, that also got extended on the same team. I might add Josh's favorite team in the NBA outside of Chicago, the Atlanta Hawks. Hmm. You know, they extended both Trey Young and John Collins, man. Yeah. I, I really I really like what their front office is doing, um, showing a lot of confidence in Trey Young. They they remade their roster last offseason. Um, and, you know, every team's got to have a certain amount of balls bounce their way, and you saw what happened with them. You know, had Trey Young not got injured, they might have been playing in the finals. Um, so just, just to see an organization show that type of faith in, in, in a young star, you know, I think that's a feel-good story. Even though I'm not, I'm one of those guys that I, I hesitate to, to put a lot of stock in small guards and their ability to lead their teams to the finals. Um, unless his name is Steph Curry, but um, it, it's just difficult. It's difficult when you got a, a little guy kind of running the show. Other than that, um, well, in addition to that, the Lakers they're picking up all these guys that, that have got tons of, of years of experience, not necessarily in the roles that they're going to have to play for this team. So, just watching and watching to see how they get to the playoffs, um, and, and how these lineups work, how how Westbrook. Plays how he fares as a third option alongside AD and LeBron. Can AD stay healthy? Because um, this there. a lot of people throwing dirt on Anthony Davis's name coming off last year. I just don't understand, man. <laughs> I don't know if it's because he like the Packers or what it is, man. But um, that's that's why it happens here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think those two um, come to my mind just off the jump. Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah I think for me, a, a very un a very like hidden story that hasn't really been talked about a lot is actually about is about someone that actually has not gotten an extension. That's Colin Sexton in Cleveland. Mm. Um, mm. I, I think that's very, very interesting considering the fact that he did have a career year this year, uh, this past season with the team. And although the team, you know, with the Cavs, so they're not winning a lot of games. Um, but when he was drafted, they dreamed of having him in the backcourt with Darius Garland as the, the Eastern Conference's Damian McCullough. <laughs> M- so, to be able to have that in your backcourt, or at least somewhat of a caliber of talent in your backcourt, and you haven't extended him, but you extended Jared Allen and you just gave Laurie Market in this four year deal, um, that you just traded in the signing trade, I, I don't know what. I don't know if, if if they're really if they're really truly investing in what they originally have envisioned, and if that's the case, you know I wonder what's going to happen with Colin Sexton moving forward, especially after this year, because if he does very well this year, next year's free agency pool was hot, but it changed because of all these deals. <laughs> so he actually may be a prime free agent next year that might be able to make, get a nice deal somewhere that someone's going to be willing to give him that bag. So it's not going to be Cleveland. So I'm interested to see what that situation turns out. And the fact that he did not get this extension really speaks a lot to what's really going on in Cleveland compared to how they truly feel about him compared to the original vision that they had of him in the backcourt with Darius Garland. I think that's something that's very, um, that's not talked about enough, but it's actually, I think, a pretty big deal in
0: Cleveland. Yeah, there have been some whispers throughout the offseason of them unloading one of those Young guards, in particular Sexton, but uh, yeah, like you say, guys, it just seemed like they move more of their vision towards the front court, and you know what what they got, you know, you got a, a still young guy like Jared Allen there. You got you pick up Laurie, you draft Mobley. Mobley was sort of this winds up being the centerpiece because they that was a place where they had a decision where they could they could have made. They they were like, okay, do we go this route? With Mowgli, or do we go maybe two more towards the wing? And they may, they may be looking in a year or two, like, uh, okay, maybe we should holler that Kaminga or something like, <laughs> you know.
2: Man, but, he uh, was. I didn't catch a lot of summer league games, but that boy is serious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: he pulled out, so mm-hmm. you know. But but I guess they at the, the moment they feel comfortable with with Mowgli. And Mowgli's a lot of a lot of gifts for him that he brings along. So he, he could still, he could be a, a big, big uh, get for them as well, big talent for them going forward. So we'll, you know, we'll see what Cleveland, I wouldn't mind seeing Sexton move somewhere just for the case, just to slow down their rebuild a little bit, you know, uh, but, uh yeah, also like it seems to me like they, the, it, it still may take a while for them to figure out how to play, uh, you know, a, a next to each other. And Cleveland may not want to wait that long. So yeah, like you say, that that's definitely a good idea, Josh, as far as a uh, developing thing that could happen over the uh, over the next year. Or so and and to that degree, you mentioned how the effect on future free agent classes and stuff like that, like. I, it's, it, it was interesting to me too. Another uh, when I was looking through the list, and I was thinking of deals that I want to mention. Wait, what do y'all think? Right quick about Kawhi uh, locking himself down in, in in LA. You know, there's definitely reason why you would think he would do that, but also, you know, you th- by his patterns in recent years, you could also been like, well, maybe he could, you know, could have got himself, you know, maybe he would have stuck to a certain pattern and allowed himself to be a free agent next season, after next season, and, you know, put himself back on the market, you know, even though he's he's like, likely gonna miss the entire year coming up, you could look at a, a certain situation like the Kevin Durant situation. I think teams will look at that and be like, you know, even coming off of this injury, you still got Kawhi Leonard, you know, who who have a chance. You'll still have an all-NBA guy, a franchise guy who you can swipe up in the, in the next year or so. So that would have led to a good market for him. But he says no to that. He locks himself up with L.A. So I don't know. Anything that y'all gleaned from that?
2: I think just setting aside um, the money, because I don't know if he's still to make more. Um, by doing what he did now, as opposed to entering free agency, or the Clippers could have offered him more, depending on when he decided to do that. But setting that aside, I think it just it, it, you know, it shows that he has a lot of faith in number one, um, Paul George, and maybe one a Tyronn Lue, um and what they've been doing over there in in Clipperland, which is not something that we can say most players. Um, have felt for that organization uh, for the most of the time that they've been in existence. But I think it just speaks to that. Uh, like I said, big for big for Paul George coming off the playoff performances that he had and the way he carried that team, um, you know, until they got knocked off by, by Phoenix. But I think it's a good look. It's a good look for Kawhi, and it's definitely a good look for the Clippers to keep that kind of championship caliber uh, roster or core intact.
0: Yeah, four years, one hundred seventy six point three mil. That's big money, and it it sort of you know s- secures him being a Clipper for the remainder of his really definitely coming out of his prime. He'll be coming out of his prime as a Clipper, and his you know it will be his main competitive years you think going forward is going to be as a Clipper, you know, you know. After that, I don't see how impactful he's going to be at, at the center of a championship team in four, years, four more years. You know, but, mm-hmm. but, you know, we'll see. But, yeah. Josh, you got any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. Um, I just – I honestly think it's just a matter of comfort. Um, I think for him, he's you know, he's been reporting that he's always going to be home. He's home in L.A.,
0: yeah, and southern he, Cali. Yeah. He got yeah. the got the helicopter right from uh, San Diego. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I
1: think he's just enjoying his life where it's at. He might have also been securing himself because of the fact he had an ACL injury, um, as well. Um, so yeah. that where since he has the history of injuries since he's been a clipper, just a matter of trying to maintain and get as much as he can while he can, um, probably played a role in it as well. But like that's that, I, I think he's just comfortable. He's he's home. The Clippers are like building their own brand now, where they are gonna eventually be leaving Staples Center. They're gonna eventually get in their own arenas and get their own. They already have their own practice practice facilities and stuff, but they're gonna get their own arenas and get their own fan bases now. Um, for for him to market, you Kawhi is the centerpiece of that. That's gonna be huge for them. And the, the fact that the Clippers were able to lock that up, and they do have an owner that he's willing to spend the big money when necessary. Um. So to have that luxury of an owner and the front office that, like Drew mentioned, he's comfortable with and the coaching staff that he's comfortable with. And the facts too, they did extend Paul George. So to be able to extend Paul George with the run that he had this past um, playoffs, I think, it was just a, I think it was just too good of a situation for Kawhi to pass up, especially since he is injury prone and he has had this ACL injury that's going to keep him out all next year it just it just seemed like it was the right scenario regardless it doesn't matter where he was where he would go really
0: yeah yeah and and that's why i said at the beginning like you know he definitely had his reasons to re-up at this and re-up at this particular time and you know for the clippers yeah this you know they know they know how good they have it with him and having him being having him locked up with george and you know they go. They gonna ride. They gonna ride with those guys for the near future. So we'll see how they. We'll see how that goes for them. But we um, coming up. Like I said, we don't. We only do about an hour. You <laughs> had to mute yourself.
2: I, I don't. know what that noise that was. That was about to that's, pop up. That's 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 the the dog that think he a killer all of a sudden, man. I don't know. Every little every little noise he hears, man. Uh, you have to watch yourself, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we well, we, it, we already forty minutes into the show here, so let me let's move over into uh, the sky right quick. And I want I was looking at their schedule, and uh, the Saturday before we did our last show last Monday, they had a uh, a pretty tough loss here at uh, home, I believe. Yeah, I believe it was home to Minnesota one uh, of 195, it was a second straight loss in the second loss of three games coming out of the Olympic break. So, you know, when I did the rundown for this show last week, I was like, you know, the sky are limping into, limping out of the break or whatever. And, you know, I, that, that would have set the tone for how I would have had that discussion, of course. But, you know, we didn't have that discussion, and since then, they've won three straight, including two at the defending champion Seattle Storm. And their game Sunday is they they gave the Storm their worst home loss ever, uh, one hundred seven seventy five. So, it's, and it's got to be one of the biggest wins for the Sky ever as a, as a franchise, like. They got their best performance to date from Candace Parker. I just had twenty five points, uh, uh, quite a few other stats fill it up. Let me look, let me look right quick, but but yeah, it, it, I was shocked. I didn't get to watch the game of um, uh, you know last, <laughs> yesterday. but I it it was it, both of the games really in Seattle was were, were pretty surprising. They stole the Friday game. I, I watched that game and. Though they really shouldn't have won that game Friday, and of course, like I say, the big, big win on uh, you know Sunday. Uh, let me again look at the stats. You know, uh, Parker twenty-five and nine, nine rebounds, three assists. Vandersloot thirteen points, ten assists. Uh, you know, kind of using for her. They have one, two, three, four, five, six, six players in double figures uh diamond the shields had a, a nice game that we you know definitely want to see more from her 16 points four assists three rebounds um uh, you know i say all that to say look this is a team that's 14 and 12. you know their record is you no know, say not that great but it's not a bad record in regards to the WNBA standings i think people recognize the talent that they have they recognize you know, whenever you hear, whenever you watch them play, the announcers always make sure that they delineate the game, the record from that they have with Candace Parker and without Candace Parker. You know, Candace sat out a game last week, you know, because of a I think a bad knee or something, and they lost uh, uh, lost that game. But you know, they like I say they say keep winning with her. Like she's had her best performance today uh on just yesterday. You know, the question not put this week is have we seen the best of this team yet? Are they gearing up for a championship run right now? You know, what do you what do you guys think?
1: Yeah, I think they definitely are. Um you you go as far as your leaders can take you. And Candace Parker is one that's been known as to always be the top leader on every team she's played on the teams that she's played for. And it's led to championship success or deep playoff success. Um, so the fact that the Chicago Sky have been able to ride that wave for her as long as she's been healthy um, shows that as long as the team is fully healthy, they're, they're capable of winning any game on any given night at, at, at any level. Um, especially when you talk about the versatility that they have with the wing player, Khalil Cooper and Diamond the Shields, if they can both get going and Vandersloo continuing to be the Steve Nash esque point guard that we know that she could be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got the shooting of Ali Quigley as well. You got um, a solid uh, bench play when you talk about the back of, the, at the backup point guard with Lexi Brown. And you talk about, you know, the emergence of Stephanie, Stephanie Dolson and Ray Stevens. You know, they have talent. They have top quality talent. And to be able to finally play it all together, even though they may not be in their best form yet, like you mentioned, Kyle, I do believe that they're gearing themselves up for a deeper playoff run, and 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 the biggest key to that is making sure that everyone is healthy. And when everyone is healthy, the sky are a dangerous team no matter who they play. So, I would it, it's a good start to that to build to that build-up. But can they maintain it? Because at the end of the day, if Candace Parker is not healthy, this team's not going to go that far, and they've proven that with their with the record um, this this season. Even though they have the capabilities. And the talent to, to sort of overcome that. They haven't been able to. So that's the biggest concern that I'm really worried about. Can they, can Candace Parker, not just the team, but Candace Parker individually? Can she stay healthy enough for the sky to be to be able to maintain this flow that's leading up to a potential deep playoff run? front? As long as they do that, they should.
0: Right quick, right quick, I just want to go over the standards like I said, the sky got a, a fourteen to twelve record it's the sixth best record overall in the league was the second best record in the eastern conference The connecticut Sun, which is have not light led up of after their great start they're 26. so they they're running away with the eastern conference but uh sky like i said second best record in that on that side of things uh that you know uh on the west side you know you got the aces of course storm of course uh 19 and 7 the Aces lead the Western Conference storm 18 and 10 the Lynx are always competitive 15 and 9 and the Mercury was the next opponent for the Sky uh 15 and 10 so that's if if the Sky want to move up in the in in the you know the overall rankings uh you know the Mercury are right there so it's like for them to possibly overtake maybe this week but uh like I said, where they're sitting right now, they're a playoff team, and you know they're going to be a hard team to deal with, regardless of where they're at the playoffs. But you know, you definitely want to probably get in that top four to to help your uh, security in the playoffs.
2: Yeah, coincidentally, if the playoffs started today, they'd be playing Seattle in that first round. Um, mm-hmm. And I think is it is it one is a single game? Is that first first round single game elimination? I, I, I believe I so. I don't don't Two or three, best 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 out of three.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah,
0: I'm I'll have to lift, lift that up right quick, but <laughs> yeah, cause they yeah they see the changes every
2: year. Man, I know, right? Um, but no, th- this is this is what we wanted to see. This is what we've been waiting for. Injuries, the Olympic break have kind of, you know, had put a, a damper on things to this point. Um. You know they beat the storm coming out of the olympic break but the storm didn't have bird it didn't have brianna stewart who was kind of the front runner for mvp um so th- this is what we wanted to see man this the best performance that they've had all season came against the reigning champions in the reigning champions arena so that that, that speaks volumes it- it's also big and it kind of shows uh what this team is capable of that on this three game winning streak they've had three different leading scores. Um, Quigley was going crazy, uh, like coming out of that um, coming out of the Olympic break. Um, James Wade has has tried different starting lineups, plugging in Quigley in the starting lineup. I think he plugged in um, Asare Stevens as well. So he's starting to tinker with things. Things are starting to come around. Um, I, I, I you know, like most sky observers or sky fans, like we just want to see this team hit a stride going into the going into the playoffs. Um, and they've got the Aces after the Mercury. I believe their next two games after that are against the Aces. So that's those that another another stiff test and, and another um, another indication or another uh, what am I trying to say? Like that second half schedule was busy, man. And it's, it's yeah, busy. We, yeah, we yeah we talked
0: about that earlier, and that was easy to look at, you know, uh, during the break. Like yeah, they they pretty much backloaded. Their schedule with the aces and and storm <laughs> games is like man, that's gonna be rough for them. So, and, but, too, and, De- and you
1: know, Don is back. So, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah,
0: But it's it's a good sign to see that they they play two games out in Seattle and won them both, and definitely uh, like I said good sign and good sign of development. But uh, I'm, I'm I'm looking at the the WNBA website and what they have as far as the format. They've had uh, apparently they've had the four assists. Like see, like they change, they they do something to it every year. But apparently they've had the same for that since twenty sixteen. It's four rounds, uh, four playoff rounds, and uh, the top two seeds receive buys to the semi round to the semi the third round. The first two rounds are, are single elimination. Ooh. So you, and it starts with the fifth. Seed going against the eight C and six C going against the seven C. so, so it's the top eight and, and they have the conferences, but they take like the top eight. A tournament. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's it's a lot, but yeah. they they basically they take the top eight regardless of the con. Even though they have the conferences, they just they take the top eight teams, and in the first two rounds, your those bottom four teams. Basically, duke it out to get to that, uh, you know, to that semi-final round with the top two teams. So um, they they do what people have wanted the NBA to do. Essentially, yeah, and they re, there's reseeding too. That that's another thing a lot of people have wanted the NBA to do. So
2: I wonder yeah, so why they, I wonder why they do a single elimination. That's man, because I yeah I think the league has it. They haven't had the confidence
0: to be like. You know the NBA, they know they could put out seven game series at every round, and they'll get all the ticket sales and all the great, the TV that they want. Mm-hmm. I don't think the WBA feel feel that the demand is there for okay. them at this point. Yeah, it would be nice if at some point they can extend it to maybe a three round really? or five get three game or five game round. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I. I think the I think it's more of a popularity thing and the TV thing as far as them, you yeah. know, and plus the way they have their season, that they this end, their end of the season goes into football, so it's yeah. you don't you don't <laughs> want to compete with that so yeah the base baseball too you know so you know they they got more competition at the end of their season than the NBA does. That's a good point. That's yeah. good. So, but we'll see. We'll we'll be paying attention to it here in Chicago, cause uh, you know we'll have the socks, but the Bears may be pretty stressful for a li- at least a few weeks. Uh, so,
2: can can I can we? I know I know we are hooping a hooping show. Can I can I get your opinion, Mister Kyle Means, on 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 Justin Fields?
1: Oh yeah, you saw him play up front. You you got the view that we didn't get, so yeah, I want to hear this too.
2: I don't think I saw much
0: that anybody else has seen. So, <laughs> you know. I mean, I, I, right. Quick, I, I mean, I, I sort of, I sort of wavered on it at, at points, but I think, you know, put you put might as well put them out there. Like the but that but but the thing with this team and his coach, his coaching. They don't they didn't even put them in a position to really compete for the starting star position. They're all about their plan. When they have a plan, they stick to the plan, they stick to the narrative. They're very republican that way. They <laughs> stick to their they stick to their storylines very faithfully. And um there's no there's no there's no second guessing and everything. So they're gonna do what they're gonna do. I think it's. I think it's going to mostly depend on Dalton, because Dalton's going to have to. He's going. I think he's going to have to work with a a game plan and a and a, and a play caller and Nagy, who won't who at any time could throw him under the bus and really just put him in a bad position to where you know we could see Fields. Uh, starting that first that first game at, uh, in, in Soldier Field in Week Two, coming off of a horrible performance in the Week One against uh, against one of the best defenses and, and one of the best uh, pass rushes of all time and Aaron Donald in, in the LA Rams, that could be a very that could be a very uh, embarrassing opener for the Bears <laughs> if they don't watch out because and, and they haven't done much to in the in that preseason to my uh opinion to prepare themselves for this uh this opener so it will we have to keep our fingers crossed but and i think the, the overall narrative of this of this season coming up is going to be about fields and it's a matter of when he'll take the job as opposed to if because you know it's, it's it's just too obvious at this point. He's better than Dalton and you know what 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 Dalton has to offer is not gonna keep Fields off the field uh for two so. hours mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's my bears I gave you a little bears taste, but <laughs> we'll have we'll have other shows for that coming up. Uh for uh with our Bears uh, talk and stuff. But. Yeah, let's keep, let's keep it keep it uh keep it to the hoop side here like i said well we just did a just doing a quick hour here uh and we got a few minutes left i I just wanted to shout out you know uh some of the programs and some of the tournaments that have been going on here in the city uh some of the other events that have uh taken place in the summer you know me and Josh got to see the big three earlier in the month. Uh, it was pretty cool. Now, like I said, at the beginning of the Big Three year, it wasn't a year that they were it, their schedule. They didn't have a trip to Chicago on it, but they sort of switched it up mid. You no, know, that's that's the cool thing about being the Big Three, as opposed to the NBA. You can sort of switch things up in the middle of a season, and and take a you know just say, "I will right, we'll, we'll do a trip to Chicago," and it seems like they really like the market here. And they get a good crowd here. They got a good. They they did get a good crowd at the UIC, Pavilion. Oh, it used to be UIC but it was like Credit One Arena or something like that. But uh, it uh, you know, we were there. We, we were kicking it with Josh, Sally, and uh, <laughs> Josh got a lot of good pictures too. This I didn't. i don't I I, I was I almost I didn't even put my pictures up, man. I I, I should at least put the picture up with me and Josh. That was a good picture, but all the rest of my pictures, Josh put to shame. He, Josh, Josh, he's a strider, man. He he'll get up with you and and, and be like, oh, "Take this picture with me, bro." And, you know, he he know how to get them get them uh them good pub pictures for IG. So I ain't mad at you, but uh yeah, that was that was a good that was a good one, and, and then he got another one a couple of weeks later at uh at the Shaw League. Uh Shout out to everyone at the Shali. Shout out to to Java, uh, you know, uh, I, I wanted to get him mm-hmm. on the show. Man, he, you know, he just, he's so hard to pin down. But, uh, but shout out to him. You know, he's had a great summer, marrying Val Warner, mm-hmm. and, and you know, getting this getting this tournament off the ground. He's he told me at the first week it took, uh, God, at least two years. I think maybe said like five years. Or like, he, he's put a lot of work in to bring the tournament back. And, um, you know, it, it, I think the city needs it. The city, you know, it brings a little, it brings, I say the tradition of the proams in in the summer pro-ams in Chicago is is pretty, uh, it's, a, it's a big history there. And at Chicago State in particular, having it at that arena was dope. Uh, and, uh, you know, people, you know, Dreamville, you know, had their little connection to it. We didn't get to see Cole Hooping for some reason. I I, I would've I, I would have appreciated that, but uh you know, we got to see uh Josh got to hook up with the with the old boy uh Supreme Dreams, uh who did the who's famous for the cold, uh <laughs> the Jermaine Cole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh Josh <laughs> <laughs> there, there's, some, there's some, some, you know, some celebrities there and stuff, and, and yeah. like I said, a lot of, of fun. Josh wound up going the last two weeks. I, I wasn't able to make it the, the three weeks of play, three Sundays, and I went to the first one, and Josh went to the latter two. Uh, right quick, Josh, what, what were your thoughts on uh, how things went down then and you know, how what you what you observed uh, from? Uh, you I think you got to see what uh THT play a couple others. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, uh, it was a good it was a good overall experience, especially for it to be like the first year in a very long time since you had shit, like you mentioned since we had a program um in in the city. So it was a good it was definitely a good uh comeback experience. Yeah, Taylor Horton Tucker played. Um and the last week was funny because you know how that viral shot of Jeremy Pargo
2: yeah
0: yeah
1: my man showed up to the game at halftime he showed up to the game at halftime with this iced out watch just warming up like yo my bad i'm late to the game and just pargo pargo Pargo
0: showed up at halftime
1: yeah pargo yep
2: he was warming (laughs) up with the watch on
1: warming up with the watch on just iced out came at halftime (laughs) and just went nuts (laughs) just went nuts um Yeah, it 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 was a crazy crazy experience, but now overall it was great. Enjoy it was it was great to uh, enjoy that time, link up with some um, other people that are very well respected in the game and very connected with war. You know, Cameron Smith um, now a stadium full time doing his thing. Um, be able to link up with Gene and the Bigs over there as well. Um, it was it was and you know Jabba and other guys. It was a great great overall turnout. Um. and to see that talent, that Chicago talent, I hope we get to see more of that next year. But not just that specific talent, but other superstar talent. You know, you talk about big programs like, programs like they were having in Seattle. Like Jamal Crawford's in uh, Seattle. Yeah. You know, all those other top-tier players like Isaiah Thomas and those guys coming to those pro programs in the Drew Leagues to really show out and ball out. I hope Chicago can get back to that type of level where they can have those top-tier superstars come to Chicago to play. And obviously, J- Taylor Horton Tucker is the biggest one, and he is a Chicago guy. Especially, And he wanted to, cha- you know, coming from Simeon, winning that championship with the Lakers and, and Bron, and got that nice paycheck uh, securing the bag this offseason to stay in LA. But um, I hope we get more top tier talent like that, and even at a higher scale, be able to participate in those programs and really you know give the fans something that you know at the end of the day what something to really look forward to outside of just this that's why i said it was a great startup but it, obviously it could be better um
0: it, it definitely we want to see that every summer like yeah. there's no reason not to see it you know and you know I, I think you know it, it was real like I said going back to the organization everything you know you have wilson which is not official basketball of the NBA was a part of it as well in Greenville, so they really showed out there. I want to sh- and like like say the organization was well, and I think the the, the, sh- the turnout was well and everything. I think uh, no reason we shouldn't see that pro am come back. I want to shout out to uh, Chicago United Pro Am, which was doing a lot of games over on the west side of the Hope Academy. And um, you know, I was I, I did make it out there actually, but I was following them on uh, IG uh, throughout the summer and they had a lot of they had a lot of talent too. Uh, some pro talent show up there. Uh Kevin Porter Junior, uh Far Zoe you know, uh quite a few got uh, you know, college players out there. Uh, uh, man Adam Miller who transferred from Illinois to L S U, gonna be playing there in the in the in the fall. He was there, I think, one of their last weeks. So that that's another pro uh, program that's pretty impressive by their organization. They've been doing it for a couple of years now. So yeah, that type of stuff, man. If you a hoop head man, look out for that type of stuff, man. And you know, we'll try in the future uh the future to try to cover stuff like that. And you know, it's the type of stuff that show, helps you shake up your summer and uh you know give you a little something extra to 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 rock with, you know. When uh you know when there's not so much going else going on in the city, but uh yeah, to that degree I want I had the question I put it on the um on, on the uh uh on the rundown at the end like I just kind of want to get y'all opinion, y'all uh y'all answers on that like have have y'all picked up any balls this summer have y'all hooped at all? One time. <laughs> <laughs> One
1: time? I've I've been the guy that says, you know, if I'm retired, I'm retired. I my shoes.
0: You too young. <laughs> you too young for that,
1: man. <laughs> and I, I went through that whole, you know, I went through that whole process. Like I played competitive basketball all my life for the most part, all the way up until like my, my sophomore year of college. So yeah. doing that training. He and you played at
0: Roosevelt, right?
1: Yeah. So doing all the training that I did and the constant kind of workouts and everything. I was finally able to hang it up with no with no regrets. Oh, I live my life. I live my best life all the <laughs> way up until now. So, me touching the basketball was an afterthought, <laughs> and, but it also made me realize I need to get back to doing that. Um, so, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna make a better, a better yeah. uh, effort to get back onto the court and, you know, over time. But
0: that's part. That was part of my thinking and yeah. putting that question out there because I think we got to set a better stand standard for ourselves. If we're going to talk the game and everything week after week, you know, I definitely need to play, play again. That's it's been too long since I played consistently and I got, I just need to be, you know, I can use it to give us just to keep myself in some type of shape because it, it gets harder every year. You know, the, the year I think me and Drew can speak to this weird square in our thirties. When you get, the the higher you get up there is the harder it is to want to do anything (laughs) and the more the 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 different responsibilities you have on your plate and everything it sort of makes you like well you know damn this whatever free time i get i'll keep it to myself but you know basketball is such a great way to remain vital and and you know keep yourself in shape and Mm -hmm. keep yourself young so I definitely, you know, I'm I'm too close to. I'm getting too close to forty, man. I I have to think of these things, but I'm like, okay, I might have to become just the old, thick guy on the court who just (laughs) throws his butt button to the young, the young guys (laughs) and and just (laughs) just, (laughs) hovers around the basket and get, you know. Uh, five minutes at a time and you know just I, just to get my exercise man i gotta do something man so i i'm ashamed i didn't I, I haven't touched the ball and i don't i don't know when the last time i touched the ball man but i
2: gotta i gotta do it again soon but drew it what's what was the last time you who so before I, I think maybe two or three months ago i was i was going fairly consistency or consistently on sundays OK, but before that, it had been at least a couple years, man. So that first day, you know, that first Monday uh, after hooping, my body felt every minute. That's the thing. The you, court, that. man. You, can't, you can't do nothing the next day. If I didn't know I was old, if I didn't know I was looking, looking down a barrel of 40, man, that did it. That did it that day. <laughs> you can't hoop two days in a row, like <laughs> not at all. No, no you got recovery day. low management. Move.
0: <laughs> low management. Move. <laughs> no back to backs. No back to-
2: <laughs> you got to choose. You don't come to hoop Sunday or Monday. You can't get both, brother. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I say, Josh, man, you take advantage of it while you can, man. Man, mm-hmm. yeah. you gotta, you gotta, like, like Kyle said, man, you gotta. You gotta you gotta live and breathe becoming that guy that you hated playing against when you were young the young guy. <laughs> yeah. Older dude that's just strong for no reason. Like that's yeah, yeah. That's what you gotta be, man. <laughs> yeah.
0: Be a, a little insistent on the on the hacks when they when they drive. Like, hey, you only gonna get one time, young man.
2: <laughs> one yeah. time to dunk on me or cross me over. <laughs> Next time I'm throwing them, yeah. throwing something at you. Absolutely, you'll get these 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 uh e Honda hands quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just
0: got your palms out, like, man. Wow. <laughs> oh man, yeah. That's I just want. I just I, I I figure I get a couple of interesting answers from y'all on that. <laughs> I'm glad we ended the show on that. So yeah, we 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 gonna try to set a better example as a basketball show. And play, and and you know, there's the winter too. Maybe in the like I say, maybe I get I get myself up in the winter, and by the, by the time it's hot again next year, maybe I'll be in the shape I could actually, I could I could actually do the running that I want to do, <laughs> not just have to play half court games or 21. <laughs> right. Maybe I could run a full court or two by next summer. I, I definitely couldn't do that now. I know that. But anyway, we we go we always gonna run full court as when it comes to the come to, to the mouth game, when it comes to talking. So you'll you'll keep uh keep up with us here uh on YouTube and on War on Anchor. And uh you know we'll get back with y'all soon. Uh again, like I say, sort of Playing it by ear here in this little uh, – for the next month or so, September. A little more of a down period. But, uh, you know, like I said, pretty soon getting back to the camps and everything. Uh, Caps going to be in session in, in October, like, 19th or something, I think is the first game. Like, it's right around, it's,
2: it's pretty much around the corner already. Man. First, first preseason game against the Cavs. Just want to throw that out there. You yeah,
1: know, a, a, a great reunion. I like
0: that. I like this. Yes, yes. And that's going to be like the first week or two of October. So. Is it yes. going to us? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I got some thoughts too. on with Tremis- Trubisky. came through and flame the bears, man. That was, <laughs> that was sad, man. That was sad. Yeah,
2: but,
0: uh, <laughs> Buffalo, that's a good, that's a good, if you want to do like a, a future bet. On Super Bowl team, that might be a good team to to rock with, as far as getting a good bet and getting a good return on. I mean, if Mitch gets
1: a, Mitch gets a Super Bowl before we do, oh my
0: gosh!
1: <laughs> oh that's, my
0: gosh! That's that's life, man. Life is not fair, man. <laughs> not at all. That, That's that's the funny. That's the type of funny stuff that sports offers, man. So right. but we, you know. Yeah, we're gonna see what how that goes in on the football season and uh like I said we going to keep up with stuff on the basketball side, you know, keep rocking with with Josh, uh, you know, in the scope and everything. And uh, you know, he still you know puts out certain stuff with us on uh on our on our Substack page, our writing side. And Drew of course is always out there with some good writing and everything and good uh you know, good views on Twitter and everything. Definitely Follow his tag. You see, you see the guys' tags up there, and uh, it, and Drew, you know, getting getting podcasts, <laughs> spots now. I guess Josh broke him out, broke him in, and now he, he got other guys putting him on the show and stuff. now. <laughs> Drew gonna be Drew, Drew getting up there, man. You going you know, he, he trending on the snap, man. Right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you gonna <laughs> get that blue check in a minute. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Trying to be like Ken Davis, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> we all try to be like him. That's where. We y'all, man, for real.
0: Yeah, we just gonna keep it moving, man. Like I said, we'll uh, we'll see y'all what we we'll see y'all uh, sooner rather than later. And uh, in the meantime, y'all keep bouncing and uh, enjoy the rest of this summer as we got it. And uh, yeah. Enjoy this holiday weekend. We won't see you before the holiday, definitely. So enjoy the holiday weekend. Be safe. And, uh, yeah, we'll we'll holler at y'all soon, man. Uh, like I say, keep the player. Keep bouncing.